Good evening. How are you? Good. Feel free to move forward. Look at all the empty chairs. We won't have to turn the microphone up so loud. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Nice to see you. All right. Well, we're glad you're here. And uh, I can actually really say it's, it's really good to see you all. <laughs> On both sides. <laughs> uh, well, uh, even for those that aren't here, we know that everybody's safe. And that's what counts more than anything. I don't know about you, but over here it was a wild ride on Wednesday. Uh, but God is faithful. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, that like the song that we sing out of Psalms, I would have despaired if I did not believe I'd have seen his goodness, yeah. you know. And uh, in the land of the living, it's not that... When I leave here, I'm going to see his goodness. I would have despaired if I had not believed I would see his goodness in the land of the living. Amen. So, um, God is good. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of times people go through these things, especially uh, what we call faith people. And they have questions on, well, why did this come or why did this happen? And, you know, those, those are questions for another day. And you really ought to know the answers, but those are questions for another day. And the best thing right now is you're okay, you're good, you know, and it's like we always say, if I'm good, if I'm good, I can fix the house. Well, you're good and you can fix your house, and that's all that it's about. It's stuff. That's all it is, as long as you're okay. Isn't that right? So let's lift our hands and bless the Lord. Father, we bless you. We honor you, Father. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. You alone are worthy, Lord God. Everlasting King and mighty God, Lord of all, God of all creation. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation, for your healing, your wholeness, your supply. Thank you, Lord, that you are our deliverer, provider, and pro protector. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you're more than enough. You are our all in all and our everything. In all situations, in all circumstances, we look to you and set our trust on you. Thank you, Lord, that you bring us through the sea of distress. You bring us out to the other side, that you are the deliverer. Lord, we honor you and we thank you for that, Lord God. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you that your word is a word of encouragement. It's a word of inspiration. It's a word of strength. And it's a word that causes us to stand up, rise up, and take courage in the face of every circumstance and situation. Thank you, Father. Your grace is more than enough. And I thank you for your arm towards us, your eye that is upon us, and your ear that is open to us. And, Father, I thank you that we are never without you. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. 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 Glory to God. I want to start in Psalm 121. And uh, I'm going to ask you this right up front. As soon as service is over, I'm going to ask you to, that you'll have to leave right away. Please don't hang around and fellowship with each other. You can do that Sunday because as soon as we're done here, 
the uh, re the uh, uh, first responders are coming back again, and they park the whole parking lot. We've been feeding them for three days now, so um, um, they sleep here, they eat here, they shower here, everything. So we want to take care of them. So I just ask you that because the big trucks are going to be coming in uh, right after service. So I don't want you to get caught in the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a thoroughfare. Yeah. Amen. Psalm 121, verses 5 through 8. And we're going to look at, at it here in the New American Standard, then we're going to look in the Passion. It said, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Hallelujah. Well, the Passion Translation, let's read that over there in the Passion Translation. It says, Jehovah himself will watch over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. He's protecting you from all danger both day and night. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity as he continually watches over you. You will be guarded by God himself. You will be safe when you leave your home, and safely you will return. He will protect you now, and he'll protect you forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's always right there at your side, watching over you, protecting you, keeping you. Over in Psalm 31, verses 23 and 24, and let's look at that. Psalm 31, verses 23 and 24. Oh, love the Lord, all you his godly ones. The Lord preserves the faithful and fully recompenses the proud doer. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who hope in the Lord. Well, let's look at that now over in the Passion. Psalm 31, verse 23 and 24. Listen to me, all you godly ones. Love the Lord with passion. The Lord protects and preserves all those who are loyal to him, but he pays back in full <coughs> all those who reject him in their pride. So cheer up, yeah. take courage, all you who love him. Wait for him to break through for you, all who trust in him. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Cheer up. You know, you go through the crud, but cheer up. Yes. Amen. You know, this may have knocked you off a little bit on a few things that you own and your possessions and stuff, but God's still on the throne. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, um, some, you know, some people wonder, well, why does this happen and all this other stuff and all the questions that our unrenewed, unrestored mind and flesh always want to come up because it wants to get you to doubt God. But, you know, just like in Psalm 91 where it talks about how the Lord will deliver you. Yes. Three times it says in Psalm 91 that the Lord will deliver you, and each word in the Hebrew is different because every deliverance is different. And one deliverance is that he will deliver you to where you won't even have to deal with something. The other deliverance is that he will deliver you out from whatever you're dealing with. And the third, the third one is that he will deliver you even though you have to go through it. You'll still get delivered out of it. No matter how it is, it'll be delivered. Now, we don't want to go through any of the stuff, but that's you. That's you. 
Well, who does want to go through it? Nobody does. Well, why do I have to go through it? I don't know. Why don't you just say thank you that you got through it? Because God's the deliverer. Now, whether he delivers you by going through it, delivers you out from it, or delivers you where you don't even have to deal with it, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is he delivers you. So therefore, cheer up, lift up your eyes, and get yourself out of the distress and out of all the nonsense that's going on and get your eyes back on the Lord. Amen. He's more than enough. He is our God. He changes not. So why are you changing? Because the circumstances changed. If you've changed, your eyes moved. Get your focus back where it belongs. Amen. And stop singing the song, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> Gloom and despair and agony on me. Deep, dark depression. Excessive misery. That's all that I have. That's all that I see. Oh, dear Jesus, won't you come and take me? <laughs> you need to just stop it. <laughs> That's a very depressing song. Uh, you know, Wednesday... Pastor Nid and I, we did a lot of running. I never realized how big an 18,000-square-foot building is until we had to continually run from one end to the other, upstairs, downstairs. Uh. But, you know, we were always set on God the whole time, set on his love, his deliverance. He's the preserver of life. And there were times that we were distressed, but we were not despaired. There are times we were perplexed, but not depressed. We were knocked down, but we were not knocked out. Amen. Amen. We were talking to many parts of this building. <laughs> and we were not fearful. You know, I mean, uh, the, the shutters that we put up over the windows out there, the storm blew them off. And it wasn't like, oh, dear Jesus, what are we going to do now? No, it was like, okay, we can't let this be happening. We got to protect that. And, um, you know, one thing after another, um, a door blew off down there at Children's Church just as I was walking by it, blew the door right out. And my first thought was, that's not good. <laughs> you know, so I was able to step outside to grab the door. And my next thought was, what are you doing out here? You know, grabbed the door, got it in. Ray was holding the other door. Ray was staying with us. So he was holding the other door, got that one in and put the plywood up. And then another door in the back got sucked opened. So you don't want doors opening in a storm like that. The, uh, the airport over here clocked the winds at 175. And, um, but, you know, we kept moving. We kept doing. Uh, I was talking to Dennis Burke about the whole thing and all. He says, that sounds pretty horrendous. I said, we didn't have time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> We were speaking to the driving wind and to the rain, but we were also talking to the horizontal wind yeah. and rain. You know, it's one thing when, when wind is driving down at you like that. It's another thing when it's horizontal. It's called tornadoes. And we're looking out the window, looking at tornadoes going whipping right on by the window. So it doesn't matter if it's ver vertical or horizontal, you got to right. talk to it. We almost lost the roof on the second story. The adjuster said, I'm surprised this didn't come off. And when I, when I walked upstairs during the storm on the second story, you could hear the roof. And we're thinking, that thing sounds like it's trying to peel off. And we kept talking to it. So what had happened was all the soffit up there got ripped out. 
So it was all opened and all the air was going up into the, what do you call that? The rafters. It was all going up into the rafters and that wind was trying to push the roof off. So um, it didn't win. <laughs> the Lord is the wind. The hand, the hand of the Lord. He, he sent an angel and said, go sit on that roof. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of people that were standing in prayer with us. Um, Dennis and Vicki Burke and their whole office, they were all standing in prayer with us. Terry and Renee Mize, uh, Doug and Susan Wingate, Jim Willoughby, uh, many of the ICFM members, uh, Pastor Datha, Pastor Lisa and Pastor Kempe up at the Seed Church, Kenny and Tanya Fletcher, Pedro in, in Louisiana, and many more. D uh, Doug Wingate sent me a, a text and said, well, now that this, the, uh, the, the, the storm has shifted, we have now refocused our prayers on you. Because <laughs> it was supposed to go to Tampa, remember? Yeah, yeah it, w it was the same exact path as Charlie and, and Donna. Oh, Donna. <laughs> but, you know, Philippians 1.19, look at that for a minute, because that, that's really what it was about. Uh, where Paul was uh, writing to the Philippians, he was in prison, and he said, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And that's really what it was about. Everybody standing together in prayer. Ecclesiastes says a cord of three is not easily broken. Right. You know, and standing in prayer, and it's just like we always talked about, the, the army, the Roman army would have their shield that was as big as a door and they would carry that shield into battle and they would all get behind their shield but they would lock arms with each other and create this wall that the enemy could not penetrate. And that's why the Roman army was so successful against their, their enemies. Yes. And that's what prayer does. It locks those shields together and stand in faith. Amen. Amen. And, you know, there's that verse where it says that God will not allow us to, be, to, to, to be, go through temptations and trials beyond what we were able to handle. Well, after seven hours, I said, Lord, I'm about at my limit of handling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's been a long handling. <laughs> Amen. And um, look in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 for a moment, verses 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians 12. Look, I'm doing old school. It's on paper. So we have no internet yet. My son says to me, did you get a email from Xfinity? I said, what? He says, they're sending out emails and want to know if you have power or if there's a cable down coming into your, your home or your building. I said, if the cable's down and I have no internet, how am I going to get an email? Okay, never mind. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm moving. <laughs> Where are we? Second Corinthians 12, 8 and 9. Remember all the things that the Apostle Paul went through? And he said, concerning this, I implored, the, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. Talking about the thorn in the flesh, all the Judaizers, all the attacks that was coming against him. It was not sickness. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Okay, so the Apostle Paul was at the point 
you know, dealing with the robbers, dealing with the, 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 the problems with the countrymen, with, with, the, with the foreigners. He was shipwrecked three times. He was beaten with robs. He was whipped, he was whipped several times. Um, you know, I think five times he received 39 lashes from the Jews. Um, all kinds of things that he had gone through. And he was at his limit of, you know, I can't handle anymore. And he went to the Lord three times about it. And what did the Lord say? My grace is sufficient for you. So what he's actually saying here is that if you tap into the grace of God, you'll go beyond what you think you're able. See, we only can go as far as what we think we're able. We never go as far as we really are able. We only go as far as we think we're able. But grace will bring you beyond that and find out that you can do more than what you really think you can do. Amen. Amen. So then um, after the storm, let's see, the storm went through Wednesday, Thursday evening, some uh, trucks came into the parking lot, and we were just coming home from Pastor Morgan and Ellen's home because they had power, so we went over there for dinner. We had no power or nothing. And um, when we come back, they were just pulling into the parking lot, so we went over to them and said, hey, do you want to use the parking lot as a base op? Feel free and stay as long as you need to. You're working on the community. We want you to get things done. So just come on in and do that. So they said, okay. And by Friday afternoon, they had power to us. We were the first ones on the grid to get power. And they said, of course, you allowed us to do this and you were good to us that we'll do this for you. So since they did that for us, we started making coffee and donuts every day and making dinner for them every night. So there's about 40 of them on the team. And we just serve them. We've, we've make, made room in here for them to sleep. For those that wanted to come in and sleep, they sleep here. They use the restrooms. We, Brian built some makeshift showers for them outside. And we washed, Pastor Ned washes the towels, baskets of towels every day so that they can have clean, fresh, Febreze-smelling towels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, one night they had like a steak dinner. Another night was lasagna and uh, chicken gnocchi uh, and, and meatballs and sausages. And another night was the lo mein with, uh, what was the other thing with the lo mein? I don't really, I can't mac remember. And mac and cheese. Oh, six cheese mac and cheese. Mm, it was so good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So they've been well taken care of, and I, I got an email from one of the wives, and they just said thank you so much for what we're doing for them. So it's, uh, it's for us, it's, a, it's an honor, it's a privilege to be able to do this. We've been blessed of the Lord, and therefore we are looking to be a blessing. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. They're very, they're humbly grateful. They're very humbly grateful for all that's being done for them. Many of them are away for their families, and this time is not easy for any of us. Isn't that right? Yeah. But yet there's people out there, there's people in the stores, there's people in the gas stations, there's people on the road, and they are rude, they are sharp-tongued, they are edgy, of which I say, thank God you're alive another day to whine. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. You know why you're whining? Because you're still alive. That's right. So we're all suffering the same effects. 
and it's a good time to show love of the brethren for one another. You know, you're kind to everybody, but to the brethren. Love for the brethren. You know, Jesus said, by this will men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. Not you love the world, although we are loving to the world and helpful to the world, but it's the love of the brethren that shows. You know why? Because y'all ain't family. See, everybody knows how to love their family, but y'all ain't family. But yet we join together as family. And it's the love of the brethren that shows the world that we are disciples. And, and to many, that's, that's just totally amazing. Amen. So you know what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Isn't that right? Now you wanna, might want to take some notes about this because this is important. Because it's time for faith to rise up to the top. You know, when the storm was over, we said, well, thank God it's over. And that's true. But actually, things were just starting. And the process now goes on. You know, and everybody can be lovey-dovey for a day or two. But after a while, it's like, get off of my nerves, you know. You know, because it's the pressures. It's the, pre it's the everyday pressures and stuff that people have to deal with. But it's time for faith to rise up to the top, and we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We certainly deal with the sight. You can't get away from the sight. You can't get away from the feelings and the work that needs to be done. But we do not order our steps accordingly. We walk by faith and order our steps according to faith. The word walk means to tread about, to order our steps, and to create habits. You create habits based on faith, not based on circumstances. This is why people get blown out of the water when circumstances change because they live according to circumstances and not according to faith. If you live by faith, then it don't matter what the circumstances are. Faith never changes. You never get blown out of the water. Amen. It's a very steady, sturdy life. So walk means to behave in a customary manner, focusing on continual actions. So it means we are to live, we are to live according, controlled and conquered by the Holy Spirit, not according to human nature. Amen. Amen. Now, when he talked about walk, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by sight. This originally came from Plato. And Plato would actually, he would walk and talk or walk and teach, and that was his manner of teaching. He would walk and teach all the time, okay? And then it was taken up by his student, which was um, Aristotle. Aristotle was a student of Plato. So that's where that came from, walk and talk. So they had gotten that originally from how God would come down and, w and walk and talk with Adam and Eve in the garden. He would come down, and it would say, sometimes it would say the voice of the Lord would walk with Adam, you know. And what he would do is walk with him and teach him some things, okay. So the walking denotes God's presence, God's presence. His existence, the Lord would come down in the cool of the day and walk and talk with Adam. So therefore, it was a sign of his presence and his existence in the garden. Therefore, we do not walk according to the presence of our circumstances, but we walk according to the presence of our God, who is always by our side, 
just like in the garden. Which brings us back to where we started in Psalm 121. The Lord who is always by your side to shelter you safely in his presence. Why? Because we walk in his presence. We don't walk in the presence of circumstance. We deal with circumstances, but we don't walk in the presence of it. We don't order our life according to it. We order our life according to the presence of God who is walking, talking, and teaching us in life. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. Acts 27, verses 23 to 25. This is when the Apostle Paul was on his way to Rome. And um, another shipwreck. Amazing how many shipwrecks he's been in. It says he was in shipwrecks. I think three times he was in shipwrecks. You know, it's like being in three airplane crashes in a lifetime. I said yesterday, I said, you know, two of these is enough in a lifetime. I don't need another one. <laughs> so it says here, for this very night, remember he was on the ship. They were being battered and beaten by the wind. And it says, for this very night, you, you can have an idea now of what he went through out there in that water. For this very night, an angel of the, of, God, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. Therefore, keep up your courage, men, for I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I have been told. So go back to verse 23. And it says, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me. So does it matter whether an angel appears or whether it's the word of God that arises up in your heart? See, it doesn't matter because it's still the presence of God that comes. But who does it come to? Those to whom belong to God and who serve God. The God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me, came alive on the inside of me, gave me hope and courage in the midst of the storm. Amen. Amen. So whether it's an angel of the Lord or whether it's the word of God that arises in our heart, the living word helps us to keep up courage as we are strengthened in him. It's not a situation that we turn to and then when we're finished, we get back with God. Oh, you know, I got to take care of all this stuff now, but as soon as I'm done with it, I'll get back with God. That's enough Space for the devil to kill you. You know what that is? Parable of the sower. Who, because of the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire of other things, turns away and loses out from the word. Parable of the sower. God, you blessed me with so much. I don't have time for you now. i got to take care of this stuff. Parable of the sower. Are you with me? No, it's not about that we turn to the situation, and when we're done, we turn back to God. He is our life. See, he's supposed to be our life. Isn't that right? He's right there by our side. He's our constant companion. He... He can't keep God and protect us when we move over onto a different path, even if it's momentarily. You make a momentary switch, and he can't protect you. 
He is for us. His eye is on us. His ear is open towards us. His arm is stretched towards us and ready to move and ready to preserve the faithful. Those who are loyally in love with him and have set their trust on him. Hallelujah. 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 Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, 31 and 32. And then we'll go 35 to 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son. Why did he give his son? Because God so loved us. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us. How will he not also with him in love, right? Freely give us all things. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? What love is that? It's the love that has given us Jesus Christ as our Savior and in him freely gave us all things. So what will separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. Just as it is written, for your sake we're being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, say all these things. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom he has given us all things. Glory to God. Glory to God. So when we're talking about separated from the love of God, it's also talking about separated from all the things that he's given to us. Nothing could separate us. Nothing. Because he's already given it. And bless God, we receive it. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We overwhelmingly conquer. Don't just know it. Don't just say it. But you got to be it. You've got to be it. Amen. How do you know when you are it? When junk like this don't push you off to the side. When junk like this don't get you discouraged and, dis- and depressed and you stay on the path. You've got to be what the word of God says you are. You are overwhelmingly conquering. Become what the word declares that God has made you to be. Because when you will be it, you will think it. And when you think it, you will say it. And when you say it, you will act like it. And when you act like it, you will stand for it. And when you stand for it, you will have it. Glory to God. Enjoying victory every step of the way, whether you're at the place of being it, at the place of saying it, at the place of thinking it, at the place of acting, wherever you might be, you're having victory, glory to God, because you already have become what the Word of God says you can be. I overwhelmingly conquer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One last verse, Genesis chapter 50. Verses 19 and 20. You know the account of Joseph sold into slavery, was, uh, went, uh, was thrown into prison, wound up in the, in the throne next to Pharaoh. And then uh, his brothers came to buy grain. Remember that? And uh, then they realized Joseph was alive, and then Israel died, and the brothers were concerned because he thought now that Israel, their father, died, 
that he was going to take revenge on them. But he says here in verse 19 and 20, But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I, for am I in God's place? In other words, am I in God's place that I would judge you? He said, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. Well, what it actually says in the Hebrew is not what it says there in the English, because this is why people get all screwed up on so many things like this. And they think, well, God, God, allowed, God, God let this evil happen because through this evil, he meant it for good. No, no, that's not what it meant. What it meant was the devil had a plan to destroy Joseph and the dream that God gave Joseph. And the devil's plan was to destroy it. But God took the devil's plan and rewove the plan and worked it out for good for all involved. Amen. The Septuagint says it this way. You plotted against me for evil, but God plotted regarding me for good. The message translation says, don't you see? You planned evil against me, but God used those same plans for my good. Hallelujah. Amen. So fear not. Take courage. The Lord is at your side. Your seed is in the ground. Your good, your good is on his mind. That's all he thinks about is your good. Praise the Lord. So pray. Continue to pray. Continue to seek God and hold to him in love, and he will bring about your good because that's his plan for you at all times good. His plan is never evil. His plan is never destructive. His plan is only good. If you think God uses evil for your good, you don't know God. You need to get to know God. God is only good. He's a compassionate, loving father. If, if God did the things that most religion says he does, and if he lived on this earth, they'd lock him up for being a deranged maniac. God is good. He is only good, and he is always good. And evil is not of God. Destruction is not of God. God is not judging. People, Jesus said it this way. Do you think that because that tower fell on those people that they were worse sinners than others? And he said, no. No. It's not the truth. God is not judging. Oh, judgment day will come, but it's not now. So stop using human circumstances that are thrown at people by the God of this world and stop using that for a reason of judgment. It is not true. God is a good God. God is a loving God. And God wants all men to repent and come to the knowledge of the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that he is the savior of your soul. And he holds no sin against you. Because he's good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We glorify you, Father. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. So wonderful are you. So majestic and, 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 and so full of majesty, Lord God. There is none like you. We love you. We honor you and we adore you. Father, as we come before you with our giving this evening, we thank you for the opportunity to sow. And Father, we're all facing things. We're all facing situations. But you know, you're the God of supply. 
and you're the God of more than enough. And it doesn't matter what the insurance companies say and what they do. You're the God that supplies what we need. And we will not turn from you or run from you, but we'll run to you and hold fast to you. So as we sow our seed, Father, we sow it for that everything that we're dealing with in this situation will turn out for our good. We thank you for it. We bless you and praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you need an envelope, it's on the seat back in front of you. If you're giving by credit card, I just want you to know that's fine. It's okay. Uh, you just may not see it on your statement for a while because all of our systems are down. So it'll be a while before it gets through. So just no concern, and it's okay. I just want you to know that. 